Welcome to House Party, a podcast where home and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. Return of the Mac. Return no. of the pod. Yeah, Re- weird. Return of the pod. We've, we've taken, you know, a bit of a hiatus for uh, various reasons. We won't get into it. But one of which was um, you were gone. I, I had a baby. You I had, had a baby. baby. <laughs> Yeah, I have a four and a half months, almost five month old. Um, he's doing great. But gosh, I missed the pod. Let uh, me tell you. The pod missed you. We did. I missed talking about all these zany celebrities and weird houses. And I missed HGTV, although I did watch some HGTV. I did you? Admit. I figured you'd probably be all up in the... The Property Brothers and Tark and Christina and uh, yeah, there was like some controversy with like the homework people too. Yeah, people coming back and being like, mm, "You did a bad job on our house" or something. Yeah, yeah. I was the, like, we would have totally talked about that on the podcast. The home renovation reality TV machine does not stop, even for you, Natalie. <laughs> no. No, that makes me feel that makes me feel like it's bigger than us, which which is <laughs> I think it might be. But no, we did we did miss you. Uh and it's it's great to be back. It's great to have you back. I'm really excited uh to have my partner in crime here to yes. talk about all the news of the of the week. This is and... gonna be a good episode. Um I have to say, when I was on maternity leave, I got really into Reddit. Which, like, hello, welcome to the internet, Natalie. Like, wow. Well, <laughs> what a what a crazy thing to get into Reddit. You knew it existed, but Reddit oh, is yeah. sort of a black hole. I mean, it's it's yeah. easy to get lost in there once you start. So you're forgiven it is, for... And I, I treaded lightly. I didn't just, like, jump in to, like, I like this and this and this. And I didn't join, like, five billion subreddits. Like, I've really kept it streamlined so I didn't so I know so I won't get overwhelmed um but one of the subreddits that I did follow is first-time homebuyers uh sort of just interest in like what people are saying out there what first-time homebuyers are saying out there and also a little to prepare for my return back to Mm realtor.com um just you know for like potential story ideas or whatever um but an interesting post went up this week uh so the post read, what would you sacrifice when making your first home purchase? And I thought this was interesting because, you know, in really tough markets today, home buyers have found themselves having to sacrifice things, whether it's, you know, proximity to um, a walkable area or, you know, maybe you have to go down in square footage. You can't afford a place with a big backyard. Um it's it's a variety of things that people or or even people are like waiving contingencies too like Mm -hmm. which is we have a whole story on that (laughs) um and there were actually a lot of people talking about uh saying well you know we found a really great home three bedroom it had a really great kitchen um good commutable distance but it only has one bathroom (laughs) And that made me think of you, Rachel, because <laughs> I was like, that's a deal breaker for some people and certainly for Rachel. Okay. Well, first of all, I don't disagree. But why did this make me think of you? Or sorry. 
<laughs> That's where my head's at. Why did this make you think of me? Because you, you know, do I have value- a weird obsession with bathrooms? No, you just value your privacy in the bathroom. <laughs> I, I? I I know you do. Well, you're 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 more than other people. <laughs> you're very scared about running out of toilet paper. I know that's like a big fear of yours. <laughs> when the pandemic toilet paper shortage hit, you were like a fluster. I feel like, I mean, it's it's a it's a deal breaker for a lot of people. Um, <laughs> I'm not the one who pees with the door open. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Um, I feel very comfortable with my partner. To be with. <laughs> I'm admitting here on pod. I'm I think you've like admitted that. it before. I think that's probably why you thought of me and my privacy. But uh, <laughs> you're not wrong. If I'm buying a house and I'm sinking that much money into a huge financial investment, yes, I want more than one bathroom. Even me I think too. even if I'm the only one living in the house, more less for storage and all the toilet paper I may or may not be hoarding. To me, it's more important if something breaks down. So if you can't use your toilet, you're screwed. So I would like to have a backup. If my shower is clogged, I would like to have a backup. I mean, it's not imperative that I have two showers, but it's definitely imperative that I have two toilets. (laughs) That's what I was going to ask you. Does it have to be a true two-two, or no. can it be a one and a half? It can be a one and a half. Okay. I have actually considered moving out of my current apartment and into a different apartment in this same building because they have one and a half. Ah, bath. so your guests could go in the half bath. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I love a half bath. I mean, what else would you be willing to forego in order to win your otherwise dream house? Um, like I can tell you a lot of people on this thread said like location, they said, you know, I'm going to have to commute an extra 20 minutes or, um, I I have to drive to Chipotle instead of walk (laughs) to Chipotle. The horror. (laughs) I know. I know. I mean, you live in downtown, basically downtown San Jose. Mm -hmm. So you are proximate to a lot of restaurants and places that you can walk to yeah um, or uber to very very inexpensively yeah that is why I I location was a factor for me when I moved here um a little bit less so since the pandemic hit but and you know that changed the way our I think that probably changed the all the things that we value yeah when looking for a house the COVID the COVID factor for sure the COVID factor yeah for me having another bathroom is is probably a non-negotiable. What about you? What would be your your deal breaker? Um, my deal breaker at this current juncture would be <laughs> like I'm. We're not even looking to buy yet, but when we do, the house will have to have a backyard. I knew you were um, going to say that because you have the dog, and now you because have a I child. have a dog, and now I yeah yeah yeah. But in terms of things, I'd be willing to sacrifice. Uh, I think square footage is something that I'd be willing to sacrifice on. Um, you know, I've, I'd like to have like, you know, an extra room for my husband to have an office or, um, you know, like a bigger, like a, like a separate dining room and then just like a, a more casual eating area. But, you know, if we have to dip down, I mean, do you remember what the typical square footage is that the average square footage of a house is these days? I want to say it's like 1800 square feet. 
Right. Like 18 to 2000. Yeah. So if we had to dip below that to live in the market that we wanted to live in and to have like at least a three, two to have a backyard, like I, I would, I would go, I would sacrifice square footage. I think. I mean, 1800 still seems like plenty of space, at least, you know, if it's just the two of you and and one kid, I, you know, I don't know if you, I grew up in a 1300 square foot home and it was four of us and a dog, two dogs at one point. And I would not recommend that, but (laughs) (laughs) you know, everything worked out. We were fine and we're very close as a family. So uh, you know, I would go bigger than that if you can, but if you can't, it's, you know, it's doable. Yeah. Anyway, so I just thought this one was kind of interesting. And if we see any other little Reddit, little Reddit <laughs> posts, we can bring them up later. I just can't stop laughing that anything bathroom related makes you think of me. <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> says about our friendship, but um, <laughs> says something. <laughs> I think I just, yeah, just your, your, um, your phobia of running out of toilet paper just really hit home with me. And I was like, oh my gosh, Rachel. It's a real fear. Rachel takes the bathroom very seriously. (laughs) Well, my fear was validated when we actually all ran out of toilet paper. So yeah, you, you were laughing all the way, all your friends. Hey, Rachel, can I get some toilet paper? I, I had, I had to ask friends for toilet paper. Yeah. (laughs) you knew I think part of that phobia comes from the fact that an ex of mine used to buy toilet paper in just like the six packs at a time oh constantly (laughs) running out and I would always have to say like hey you're out of toilet paper and sometimes I would be in the bathroom or have to like go to the bathroom and he would roll his eyes because he had to get up off the couch or whatever and walk down to the 7-Eleven to buy more toilet paper. And every time well, I was like, while well, you're still you sitting on the toilet, buy in bulk. Like, I don't understand why you don't. It's it's more efficient. It's more cost efficient. More time efficient. Why are you not doing this? And he just he would never do it. So so this is a deep seated like sting that you have there is some anxiety there I'm sure that yeah there's some things to unpack but uh it's not just like a weird Rachel phobia that came from nowhere but uh no was probably you know I see you I see you and I hear you okay you listeners might have noticed that we posted a story on our Instagram recently about Kat Von D's gothic mansion in LA This thing was taking the internet by storm. It was our most popular home last week uh, for good reason, because not only is it just completely Kat Von D on the inside, she has this blood red pool on the outside. And it sounds so creepy, but I think it's so cool. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. it's just like nothing I've ever seen before. And on top of that, the same house was uh, used to film Cheaper by the Dozen, which is mm-hmm. possibly one of the most wholesome family movies of all time um, before she owned it, obviously. So um, I don't know. I just I wanted to bring up this house and see what you think of it, Natalie. Is it like is it going to sell for the 15 million that she wants for it? Um, is the blood red pool going to be a turnoff to people? I mean, obviously, you can 
I'm sure change the pool water, but yeah, well the, the, the blood red is achieved through, is the bottom of the pool actually like red tile? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So she did that. (laughs) She did Um, that. (laughs) She made that choice. (laughs) You can probably change that if you have a lot of money lying around, but if you're about to buy a $15 million house, you probably do have a lot of money lying around. So changing the pool is probably not the biggest thing. No, this house is really cool. It's in um, the Hancock Park neighborhood in Los Angeles, which is like super ritzy. Um, A lot of really historic old homes there. So even if the blood red pool isn't your jam, um, there's plenty to appreciate about the, the architecture of this place. It looks like a movie set, though, and not a cheaper by the dozen movies. <laughs> no, it looks like the Addams Family movie set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's creepy. Um, there's like a crazy ballroom that looks like something out of The Sound of Music. Like it's, yeah, it's it's a really cool home. She She actually restored this place, too, so I'm sure it's in good. It's not like one of these older mansions where a lot of work needs to be put into it, mm-hmm. um, save for the pool, if you do want to change that. Uh, it's just it's just worth looking at. If you haven't seen it, it's by far one of the most eye-catching homes that I've probably ever seen. I mean, when have um, you ever seen a blood-red pool? It's very her. That's true. So, Natalie, I don't know if you noticed while you were gone, but we moved from 2021 into 2022. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> That's so exciting. And with the new year change, we have new design trends to think about. This is something we do every year. We take a look at the decor and design trends that are going to be hot in the year ahead. Uh, we talked to designers from coast to coast about what they're seeing and of course, this is all very subjective. We put this caveat out every year that you are free to decorate your house however you want to. This is just what the designers and the experts are telling us. So we did a piece on the huge design trends you'll see everywhere in 2022. Natalie, did you uh, get a chance to read it? Um, yeah, and I have thoughts. This is, the, this is you did um, a recent... I Instagram live. I did right? about this. Yeah. With Andrew Tyree and Sunjay. Yeah. If you're coming to us from Instagram, thank you. We appreciate having you here. Uh, we did do an Instagram live last week with Andrew Tyree, who is the host of Beyond the Block on Taste Made, and Sunjay Williams, who we had on the pod last uh, summer. She was a contestant on Battle on the Beach. I love her. I still follow. I follow them on on Instagram. Yeah, they they're post great stuff. Fantastic. And Sunjay brought an extra something to this. I think I, I also interviewed her for this story. But not only does she have an eye toward design, but she's a house flipper, so she can speak about the changes that you can make in your decor and your design that will actually net you a profit when you sell. So there's 12 design trends I wrote about here. Uh, could have written about more and we will put the article in the show notes yep. the most ubiquitous I think I'd say it's a tie for the top two so mm. one is houseplants because 
who hasn't been obsessed with getting plants during the pandemic? Right, right. The other is an increase in vintage and craft furniture. I think we're going to see a lot more... Like thrifting and like um, antiques? Yeah, or just like your grandmother's old armoire. Because of that like grand millennial look that's still super in with like wallpaper and like frilly details and... And this and that. Yeah, no, I mean, I would say that the dresser I bought for my son's nursery actually has kind of more of a vintage look. It's a brand new dresser, but it just has like a vintage kind of like washed paint finish on it. Yeah. Um, so whether the furniture's is actually itself vintage or if it just it's supposed to look like that, that's that's definitely gonna be trending. I think so. I mean, I just, I think we're probably moving away from that kind of Ikea uh, mass-produced look. And this has uh-huh. been true for a while. Um, but I just, I yeah, the grand millennial thing is in. And then also over the pandemic, it's just people kind of turned uh, this DIY craft furniture thing into a hobby. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, getting that uh, kind of whitewashed look on your furniture, making something new look a little bit older, making something old uh, look, giving it a modern twist. I think that we'll see a lot more of that. Mm-hmm. And then house plants, just because that's like always trending. Yeah, I mean, there's just something about it. One of the designers we spoke with said he has not seen a drive for house plants like this since the late 1970s and early 1980s. I feel like that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I talk about trend number three that you highlighted, which is no curtains and mm-hmm. extra windows where possible. That's so interesting to me because just in my own life, I had a real curtain renaissance, um, <laughs> over the past, like I'd say nine months. Uh, I put up curtains in our living room and it really just changed the whole vibe of the room and made me love it even more. We just hung some curtains in my son's room. So fine. I'm going to be out of style. Well, I think it's important to note that the no curtain look is in if you can do it. First of all, with the, you know, whatever you're working with, with your windows. Secondly, it's really more about getting rid of heavy draperies and Mm. anything that doesn't allow the light to come in. And I know that your curtains are pretty light and airy. The ones in the living room are, I mean, the ones in my son's room are, they are blackout curtains. Well, for a reason. For a reason. Because he naps. Um, No, but I like, I mean, I I do understand too, the idea of embracing more windows, you know, because we are working from home um, a lot more, a lot of us. And so it's, it is nice to kind of have that natural light coming in. Is there, are people concerned with like a lack of privacy though with, with, with putting windows in? Yeah. I'm sure that'll be a stumbling block for this. Yeah. I mean, the photo example we use, which came from house shows a really gorgeous dining uh, area with, you know, a full wall of windows overlooking Mm -hmm. a backyard that is clearly private and not everybody has that luxury. So you're going to want to be a little mindful about where you're taking your curtains down and you want to think about privacy and security. But if you can take them down and open up the space, I, you'll feel all the better for it. I think. Yeah, it does a lot. Um, and then trend number six, um, I love it. That was the one I, that's, that's my favorite (laughs) one on this list. It is. Yeah. 
curves uh, okay so we've we've heard like curves in furniture curves in furniture. i feel like we highlight that every year like curves like curvy sofa um is this talking now about like curvy built-ins yes so you're exactly right we went from curvy sofas to now we're doing curvy kitchen islands or crazy instead of like us just like a rectangle we're doing like yep or no no edges right or maybe your uh, bath and shower walls are uh, curvilinear. Mm. Maybe your entryways or your doors or your windows. Well, that reminds me of like a Spanish style, like Mediterranean. Maybe that's why I like it. I think so. I think so. I just it really love this this kind of curvy kitchen island look. I just yeah, think it's it so fun. Have to be... It doesn't have to be like Jetsons either. Like it's very, it can be like, it can still have like more of a refined, you know, traditional vibe. It doesn't have to be like super modern looking, which I like. What else on this list really stuck out to you? The other one we've seen uh, trending for the past year or so is woven furniture and accessories. Mm. So it's that wicker look that we often associate with outdoors Mm -hmm. and we're bringing it inside. So you may have already seen it in, uh, on Instagram or Pinterest or any design sites that you follow, see these woven couches or woven, uh, headboards. It's a focus on the bohemian, the boho chic look that is so hot right now. Yeah, it feels like you can mix that with a lot of different styles too. Like it doesn't have to be like super hippy dippy. Right. Like it it can be woven, could be mixed with mid-century modern. It can go, you know, for more nautical look. It can go for more traditional. So um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I like the look of it. Somebody did point out though how hard it would be to clean. And I thought that was really Mm. interesting. Um, Mm. Because you can't, it's not like you can dust it like a regular... I don't know. And maybe you'd have to get a can of compressed air and just go to town on your sofa. But <laughs> or just like wipe it down with a micro microfiber cloth or yeah, something. Yeah, but how do you get in all the little gaps? I don't know. Maybe in the long run it's it's not it's not practical. It just looks good. Maybe. Uh I do like how it looks. I don't know if it's my style, but I do like how it looks. Yeah. Um Okay, well, we will link to this story like Rachel said, um, if you want to take a look at more of these design trends that you'll see in 2022. Now it's time for winners and losers. This is the segment where we highlight real estate from celebrities and famous people. And we choose one winner and one loser. The winner made a great deal and the loser may have lost some cash and we're going to start with our loser, who did, in fact, lose a bunch of cash. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo, soccer player. So Cristiano Ronaldo bought this co- this condo in Trump Tower in Manhattan for $18.5 million in 2015. Um, one of the sources that we spoke to for this story said that this was our, he, he way overpaid. Mm-hmm. Um, like way, way, way overpaid. And uh, he recently sold that place for $7.18 million. So that's a whopping $11 million loss. Uh, 
obviously he was just trying to unload this place instead of just you know he he just wanted to get out so he just ate the 11 million dollars but can you imagine eating 11 no like that's not that's not a decision you make lightly to me Mm -mm. maybe it's not a big deal to him but no I, i can't i can't even imagine just eating 1 million dollars that's crazy i know apparently it was difficult to sell to sell in trump tower for a number of reasons but one of the reasons was like logistically it was difficult to do showings in that building because there was a bunch of like security measures that you had to go through just to get interested buyers like up to the unit so um that's interesting that could have been a factor where he didn't even want to deal with that um and just the first person who came through was like okay i mean i'm sure i'm sure he is not the one showing his condo he has people (laughs) to do that but um this is the broom closet yeah right uh i think ultimately he wanted to just get rid of this place he listed it uh in 2019 for just under $9 million, um, which is still like way less than what he had paid for in 2015. So he knew he was going to take a loss on it. Um, his realtor was probably like, this is the going rate. So if you want to sell this, this is what we have to price it at. And he's like, all right. Um, and then he dropped the price even further. So wish he'd had that real estate agent before he bought the place, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I, I, it's insane who directed him to pay double the amount it's worth. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, when he when he did buy it, there were rumors swirling that he was going to come to the U.S. to play soccer here. <laughs> like he was going to leave the Premier League and he was going to come and play in the MLS. Sure, but it's he could have found... <laughs> he, did, <laughs> he didn't have to I don't buy, think he was like, like in a big rush. <laughs> why were you so why were you so dumb <laughs> why are you so desperate dude uh anyway. thirsty so he is our loser of the week just yeah bad real estate decisions but i honestly don't think that he's gonna he's gonna cry over this one our winner this week first winner of 2022 is justin Tim- <laughs> i f***ed that up <laughs> I know you were trying to be so you were trying to be very dramatic. I appreciate that. (laughs) Our winner this week is Justin Timberlake. Justin is our winner for selling his New York City penthouse for an insane profit of nine million dollars more than he bought it for back in 2017. This place is apparently in a very like star studded building. Um, It's I mean, we say where it is in our story. We we do dox him. <laughs> uh, uh, should we? Maybe just go read the story and you can see where <laughs> Justin Timberlake used to live. Um, we'll link to it in the show notes. Apparently, this is a paparazzi proof building. Yeah. Um, so that's what makes it so appealing to people like Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel who, you know, don't want to don't want to deal with people i mean they can literally there's there's like an underground garage so they can or or maybe not underground but no it's, it's like an a underground garage. parking lot 
yeah so they can just go down they don't have to worry about walking into their building and getting snapped by the paparazzi so harry styles and rebel wilson currently live there as does jake gyllenhaal and lewis hamilton actually sold his place there for 50 million in december so it's just it's just a who's who of apartments condos whatever yeah, and it's worth noting that we don't know who bought the place. Um, it's likely someone else, super high profile. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, for that, uh, Justin Timberlake is our winner of the week and our first winner of 2022. And that's it for House Party. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to check out more of the stories that we discussed today you can go to realtor.com slash news you can check the show notes we will have links there um you can also just go to google and type in realtor.com and the topic and it should show up for you rachel where can people follow us on social slash get a hold of us you can find us everywhere we are on all the socials we're on instagram facebook and twitter our handle is at house party pod you can also email us if that's your jam we are podcast at realtor.com before you do any of that please 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 rate and review us we would love a five-star rating if you'd be so generous uh your ratings and (laughs) reviews help other people discover our show yes again thank you for hitting play and we'll catch you later bye bye